0: Hi, Hello, bro. bro. How's it going?
1: How's it going? It's going all right, bro. How do I sound now? A little better. Okay, right. Well, uh, one of the many adventures this week in Galveston is the low quality of uh, the internet and the uh, uh, and Verizon. So, uh, it's just been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're at the edge of the world there, you know.
1: Wow. That's that's kind of messed up. Yeah. You know, You know, it was the first capital of Texas.
0: Wow. Look at you dropping factoids right out of the gate.
1: Yeah, right out of it. Well, I just wanted you to know, you keep giving it grief. You know, th- this actually was the center of the universe at one point in Texas. And then all the yahoos moved in from the north and filled up the, those plots up north. So, mm. there you go.
0: Kind of Yahu- hard to do be- Yeah, kind of of
1: like you. It's kind of hard to
0: be the center of the universe when you're landlocked on one side.
1: Well, okay, if you say so. Yeah. All right. I I, I don't have a real good comeback for that because I was, uh, you know, searching my database and it did not come up with anything. So, uh, John, it's been an interesting week uh, in the sports world. So, yes. So I say, yeah. So, so John, it's not every week that the Kentucky Derby winner uh, turns up with a positive drug test.
0: Yes, that is. This is very interesting. So, help, uh, help me understand what the potential, what this potentially means.
1: Oh uh, well, I think potentially it means he's DQ'd. So. And so won't get the $1.8 million and won't go down in history as having won the Kentucky Derby. So it's, is all, it's all very esoteric, though. So,
0: What does that do for uh, betting tickets?
1: Uh, betting's over, dog. Nobody, nobody's going to help you with your betting. They can't go and get the money back from everybody you had, Medina Spirit, and they're not going to pay double. Uh, on mandaloon so we're just going have to suck it
0: sounds about right
1: yeah that's that's kind of your life in a nutshell and in, in horse betting huh john
0: pretty much sums yeah. it up in about three words so, two so words
1: john, john do we do we want to tell our listeners uh what has happened or do we just want to push on
0: i mean i think they know that you know that we did not win any money. So, I mean, that's pretty no, much I, I, was,
1: I was talking about the, 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 uh, the actual horse, uh, John. I, I don't oh, sure. I don't think, yeah. So, so it's, uh, they take a blood test for the horse after they race in big races. Uh, and uh, Medina Spirit came back with a blood test with something with too many syllables in it for me to pronounce on the air accurately. Uh, is not an illegal substance, but it is a drug that it's not supposed to have in its system. Uh, and this is because uh, the drug people uh, who worry about uh, cheating, uh, if you have one drug in your system, it can mask uh, having another. So this is the question. And it is, an, it is about how many pectograms, you know what a pectogram is, John? <laughs>
0: nope. It's a
1: trillionth of a gram, John. Uh, wow, so that
0: is a very it is small,
1: a very tiny amount uh, of, of this drug, which is actually uh legal and is uh, for sore joints typically uh, mm. in, in Medina spirits um, system. So uh, they get uh, to get to ask for a second uh, draw from the sample with a second lab doing the testing. And if that comes back uh, the same way, uh, Medina Spirit will be DQ'd. Uh, Probably the bigger news here is the fact that the trainer, Mr. Baffert, who I talked about last week, who won his seventh Kentucky Derby for a record, blah, 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 blah. He does have a history of getting in trouble for this sort of thing. Uh, In fact, just in the spring, uh, he had a horse DQ down in, in Arkansas and he was, uh, uh, they, they banned him. Uh, he he uh, asked for, a, you know, a, uh, he appealed and they ended up lowering it. To, instead of a ban, he had to pay a fine, but they did not clean, clean, him, clean his record off. And he's had multiple cases over the last couple of years. So uh, it's not helping his rep any. So there you go. That, you that, go. that, that, that is one, one fun thing going on in the sports world. Medina Spirit is uh, in the field for the Preakness on Saturday is the favorite. Uh, I don't know what the morning line is. I, I actually have it right here in front of me if I dug around, but uh, lo- looks like gonna be a very big favorite probably because pectograms probably don't make a real big difference in how well he runs and so forth. So that that was fun, John. Yeah, a little little of that. So, what else you got, John? Other excitement?
0: Um, did we talk about the fact that Medina Spirits gets to run again this weekend?
1: Well, I think I just did. Yes. Okay. Good. Well, this is this is one of the problems everybody everybody, people complain about is that the regulatory uh, part of horse racing, every state has their own rules. So if he's in trouble in Kentucky, doesn't make any difference to Maryland. You have to, you know, gotcha. Maryland, Mar- Maryland gets to do what they want to do. And so, yeah. And there's been hints that trainers have been known to, you know, move from state to state to stay ahead of the law or from track to track. To, uh, there you go. So cool. uh, it will be interesting to see uh, what happens on Saturday, of course, not just for history's sake, but because of all this background noise and um, we'll uh, add, add a certain zing to the whole thing. So there you go. So, so, so Jono, uh, you watching golf last weekend?
0: Um, no, sir.
1: No, sir. I played so? some
0: golf last weekend. Did
1: you? Well, that's good. Did you? Did you play better or worse than Rory McIlroy? Uh, worse. Oh, oh, well, that's that's too bad. Uh, you know, they were all wearing or t- attempting to wear some kind of pink on Sunday for the final <laughs> round, and that was. From, from a sartori, uh, sartorial, uh, sartorial uh, point of view. Guys, didn't roll that one right out, did I? That, that was kind of intriguing. Uh, I now know that there's such a thing as millennial pink. Did you know that? I did not. <laughs> okay. So, so Rory, according to uh, an inestimable source in my household was wearing uh, millennial pink on Sunday, if you ever see uh, his outfit. Uh, funny, funny thing, and I, because I, you and I love this sort of thing, he comes to the 18th tee there at Quail Hollow uh, with a two-stroke lead. Uh, you may remember since they played there many, many times, right, John? It is yeah. a very difficult hole with a creek that essentially runs almost down the middle of the, of the fairway. So he decides to be smart, takes out what looks like a five-wood, And hits what is my son calls a rope hook with his five wood that hits on the bank left of the creek and bounces down the hill out of camera view, seemingly into the water, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, it turns out he got lucky in quotation marks. It's not in the water. It's about six inches from the water in, you know, down in between two tufts of grass still in the hazard, which doesn't matter so much anymore. Right. Cause they changed the rules.
0: Right. Right.
1: But anyway, so they're discussing uh, how he gets the ball out of there, you know, all the things that could go wrong with a two stroke lead. Well, you know, so much for the drama, he drops it, uh, t- ends up taking a drop outside the hazard hits whatever club onto the green two putts for the win. But point is, here he takes out the infamous, John, you know how much that pisses you off, right? I'm going to lay up, be safe, hit, hit the five wood, oh. and, and you hit one that's just uglier than sin, and, yeah. uh, and, and put yourself in more trouble than you could have gotten into if you'd just taken the driver and ripped it, right?
0: Yeah, there's nothing worse than just when you play a safe ball and it goes anywhere but safe, it is the probably... I would say it's got to be one of the most frustrating things in the game of golf. I mean, you're trying to, you're trying to do course management. You're trying to play smart. You know, I don't need to hit driver here. Just hit a five wood, hit something up the middle of the fairway, A club that I hit really well, 99.9% of the time. And that 1% 0.1% comes into play. You know, you, you quit on it. You don't trust it. I, I don't know what you do, but it seems like it happens a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, you, so don't, for you know, for us
0: amateurs, it doesn't happen a lot for the pros as as much no. as it does for us. But us amateurs, it seems like it happens a lot.
1: But it was seriously ugly, yeah. Uh, and I, I he was – you you could tell he was uh, chewing on it as he walked toward the ball because he uh, that was not where he meant to put it with uh, that club. So that made for a little drama. He ends up winning. Uh, I, I'm bringing this up in part because uh, – the PGA is next week in in Kiowa, South Carolina. The last time they played there, he won the tournament by eight strokes, Mr. McElroy. Absolutely obliterated the field and the golf course. So uh,
0: That was a long, long time ago. uh,
1: A long time ago. Yeah, it's uh, nine years ago. Yeah, so Uh, Yes. Well, so what what you're saying is we shouldn't count on him doing that again?
0: My money's not on it.
1: Is that right? So you're not thinking horses for courses next week? Correct. Let's see. Who has first pick next week?
0: Mm. Do you? No. No. I think you were you or Josh were last?
1: Uh, I think. I'd have to look. Okay. So you do you do you think, don't think Rory will be the first choice of whoever has first pick? No. No. Okay. All right. Well that's you. Uh, yes. <laughs> if you I have first choice, I'm taking him. Okay. Yeah. Just I because guys win at the same golf course a lot. I mean, that's the third time he's won at Quail Hollow. I was gonna so. say
0: he's done well at that golf course, correct? Right.
1: Right. So it seems like there are golf courses that uh, guys feel comfortable on. And, of course, you shouldn't use Tiger as your model for this, but, you know, he he wanted the same place over and over and over year after year. It seemed, it seemed like mm-hmm. several like Arnold Palmer, Firestone.
0: Of course, um, when you when you win eighty tournaments, it's it's easy right. to win a lot of golf courses on the uh, same golf course or a lot, a lot of tournaments on the same golf course.
1: I said it probably wasn't a good, but anyway, it makes it it makes for a good example anyway. It, it does. What, what, no, nobody else. Uh, but anyway, so I, I I will I will take Rory if I actually have the number one pick because. First, I I believe in in horses or courses, and second, I won't have a better idea. So, there you go. There you go. Horse racing and and, and, uh, golf, and somehow I've worked horses into both conversations, so.
0: You're doing well so far.
1: uh, Am I, yes. So how are your Mavs doing?
0: They're hanging in there.
1: They're hanging in there. And are, are they, well, they're close to being the four seed, right?
0: No. Well, I guess, yeah. I mean, they're half... No, they're not anywhere near the four seed.
1: Oh, I thought they were... Okay.
0: They're they're currently tied right now with the Trailblazers in the five and six hole. Oh, well, okay.
1: I, I can't count, maybe. Okay, so...
0: And the Lakers are um, one game behind them. Okay. They do own the tiebreaker against the Lakers. So... If they end up, and there's only two games left. Right. So, if they end up in a tiebreaker with the Lakers for the seventh spot slash sixth spot, then they will get the the sixth.
1: Any slot, they end up tied with the Lakers. Well,
0: it's really the only way that's going to shake down, I think, with two games left. Unless Portland and and Dallas lose their last two and and, uh, L.A. win their last two, that would be – of the worst-case scenario for – but I think the Lakers and Portland play each other.
1: So what are what are the Mavs' chances of winning the first-round series?
0: Fair to Midland. Okay. They're going to play – if they get the sixth seed – Which is means what we're
1: but we'll go with that. They get the six seed. They play, They
0: play the Clippers. I think I'd rather play the Clippers than the nuggets. Okay. Personally.
1: Okay. Uh, we, we do realize when John says personally about this, that he's not actually playing. So, yeah. Uh, okay. So, so potentially the Clippers, uh, I was intrigued as I was looking at the standings in what I'm going to claim was prep for this, John, uh, uh the Celtics are uh, in the seven hole in in the east in a pretty tight race and uh, could make for some interesting stuff if they end up in the seven hole
0: they they're pretty much a lock for the seven hole right now. They have a a one-and-a-half game lead over Charlotte in the eight spot and New York Knicks and the Miami Heat have a a three-and-a-half game lead over them for the sixth spot.
1: Okay. So if they – seven, they play Charlotte, and then they get to play the – well,
0: it's probably – It would be the two seed, which is more than likely going to be the Nets. Right,
1: that's that's why I thought it was interesting. Nets Celtics in the first round
0: could be entertaining, couldn't it?
1: Yeah, it could be. It could be uh, worth watching. Yes.
0: Uh, the Celtics are in a bit of a skid right now. They've only won three of their last seven and lost four in a row. So, well, they're they're going to need to turn it turn it. But there's the, the East isn't playing for anything. I mean, that's that's the thing right now. They're all they're all resting. I mean, there's there's no there's no shit. Shifting of this of this lineup, with maybe the exception of the fact that Charlotte and Indiana can swap this eight yeah. nine position. That's p- about p- it.
1: Pacers are still hustling. I guess. Uh, I guess they want to hustle so they can play the Celtics and then the uh,
0: Nets. The
1: Nets instead of playing the Seventy Sixers if they win the series, uh, or the the well. Yeah, it depends. One game, two games, whatever the play in is. Yeah. Uh, so, but but anyway, Celtics Nets would be a very interesting first round series. Maybe I hate to throw it, you know, as you say, Celtics have they're in the seven hole for a reason. They haven't played great all year. Uh, of course, we the Nets have played really well, but they haven't really played with the three big guys playing together much. So, uh, I part right. of the part of the thing is how will they play with all three of them in one basketball uh, in a game? So it's uh,
0: I think that the one thing I like about the Eastern Conference, right, it feels very it feels kind of old school. I mean, you got the Sixers are playing well. You've got the Knicks are playing well, the Celtics. Um, you know, you've got some. You know, even the Hawks were good in the in the 80s and, you know, well, not really the 80s, a little bit in the 80s and and some in the 90s. I mean, it's got a uh, kind of got a 90s look to it without the with the exception of the fact there's no Bulls, but. Yeah. Bulls.
1: Oh, well, some other year, right? Uh, Yeah, the the NBA and we'll we'll have to keep on top of the NBA. Uh, I'm sure there'll be uh, stuff to talk about. So speaking of stuff we've talked too much about in the last fourteen months, John, uh, two baseball teams have COVID shit going on.
0: Man, yeah. What, just, just, what happened with the Yankees? Did they well, get like Did they get like the placebo version of the vaccine or what? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Red Sox fans were given the shots. And, uh, <laughs> And, and slipped them slipped a little uh, saline solution instead. Well, okay, this is what I've heard. And, and, and uh, uh, we all need new words in our vocabulary or terms, COVID terms. Uh, there is such a thing as a, a, a breakthrough case of COVID that you can either have had COVID or have been vaccinated and still get it. Right. And they think that's what's happened in both cases with the Padres and the uh, Yankees, uh, that uh, somebody who is vaccinated uh, got a case anyway. And, you know, I. Yeah,
0: seven I, people. We,
1: we don't. Well, I don't think they have seven people with it. I think they have seven people who are on the list due to contact tracing, as I understood it.
0: Oh, I understood it that there were seven positive tests in the Yankees' coaching staff.
1: Oh really? Yeah. I I could be wrong. I could be wrong too, but uh well, wow, seven. Well, anyway, uh yes, it's it's a bit of a mess. It, it feels like uh August of last year when they started, remember? And hmm. a couple of well, the Cardinals had trouble and so did the Marlins and I think the Yankees had a small oh. outbreak if I remember right. Uh, but, but yeah, so we thought we were past this, but no. And you know that I, I didn't see how the Padres ended up doing. They won the first game of yesterday's doubleheader, but uh, they had five uh, regular players uh, could not play yesterday. So uh, they were digging deep to put a team on the field. So.
0: And the Rangers just announced they're going maskless.
1: They're going maskless. Yes. Well, the protocol is uh, 85% of your people are vaccinated there's a whole different set of rules so Rangers well I won't say say they're behind the curve but they're not anywhere near the first in fact I think the Yankees had broken the 85% number so I don't understand why they're not 100% vaccinated but sometimes I'm a little dumb so
0: you know, I mean, I guess it's you know it's people's choice. They don't have to get vaccinated, so you know, I'm sure there's certain people that choose not to.
1: Uh, well, I know it's a collectively bargained uh, place of employment, John, but employers can make you get vaccinated. I would think well, under... I the... would
0: think under the dollar amount some of these guys are making that, yeah, you could probably be... Well, I as I say, it's that. a
1: unionized environment, so it's it would be a working condition had to be collectively bargained and maybe the union's not willing to say sign off on everybody has to be vaccinated. But uh, let, let me tell you, and, you know, I didn't sleep in the Holiday Inn Express and I don't have a law degree, <laughs> but my understanding of labor law and such things is, yes, an employer who's not a collective bargain employer could can tell you and fire you not being vaccinated so yeah which makes a certain amount of sense depending upon what business you're in right correct right so all right well that that was bad but that's like they talk about wrinkles you don't see coming uh, yeah two teams struggling uh, in may of year two of the virus uh, and still have not quite Figured out how to keep our noses clean. I wonder how many NBA players would be ordering pizza this year during the playoffs. <laughs> I just – not not to bring up, uh, you, know, you know, old bad blood or anything, but uh, right. one, one, one of the better stories from last year was, you know, it feels like a little bit like a, one of those uh, – movie kind of things right you know they've got me locked in i really want pizza i'm going to slip out under the bubble you know so yeah so but yeah that's here we are still talking about it john
0: still talking about it it's never gonna end
1: yeah hey hey we've been talking mcu every week here for weeks john so i even know what the mcu is now I, I see the guy from uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy says he's not coming back for their third movie.
0: Uh, David Bautista? Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. he's got he was one of the ones that kind of created a stink when they fired the, the original director and under the uh, you know, that cancel culture situation and kind of ended up not being really the same that, you know, Truth that was coming out about him, so I think he's a little butthurt, so he's taking his ball and going home.
1: Okay, well, um, since uh, his character Vlad the destroyer or whatever his name is, uh, Drax is kind of a big deal, uh, he kind of can be misnamed, or, or and there wasn't any notion in the article I read that they were going to recast it, so well, I'm I, I, I just, I, I just going to point this out, John. He is made up in a way. I don't think it would be that hard to recast him.
0: Okay, yeah, I agree. But he's also played that part extremely well over the last six years. And I think he's he will be hard. His body type is not going to be hard to replace. But I think his personality and his his – and I hate to use the term – Acting skills, but his acting skills for that character. And I'm sure David. Have you even seen any other movie that David Bautista has been in? Uh huh. Yeah. You have? Yeah. The. Uh,
1: I saw. I saw the one where he he was a uh, cop with the little kid. Uh, yeah. See? Who who is the brains of the operation? Yeah. Yeah, see another good one. Yeah. So. Yes, I I have actually seen him in other things, but uh, uh, I didn't know his career was in such a good place where he could walk away from what's got to be a pretty lucrative contract.
0: Uh, One would think, yes.
1: Yeah, right. So, in fact, I mean, okay, Uh, you you know, I'm going to do what you do to cities in Oklahoma to, to this guy. Uh, If I never saw him as lead in another movie, it wouldn't surprise me. So, uh, you you know, that he gives up on uh, a movie that's going to be a big, big hit, I suspect, uh, uh, to go on
0: uh, to do other things. is Well, I guess you kind of have to respect him for sticking to his moral high ground, I guess, then. Well, I did not.
1: That was not the way this article portrayed it, but. Okay. Yeah. It was not about artistic differences. It was that at age 54, he didn't want to play this character uh, in the... uh, Is Guardians of the Galaxy, I guess, is kind of rebooted, too? How do you mean? Well, didn't they blow everybody up at the end of...
0: Oh, no. A movie I didn't see? No, no. They're they're very much alive and still a part of the, the current timeline, which is going to change into the new timeline. <laughs> because don't forget they there's are space people. So they're working on a different whole different, they can jump timeframes.
1: Oh yeah, uh, But you know, and, and here, why do I feel like I needed to study Einstein and Stephen Hawking to even have this conversation? So uh, as we,
0: as we jump time. Well, I, I tell you what, go to some nerd MCU blog. And uh, if you want to really get your, your brain rattled, then that's a good place to go because they start bringing in all kinds of stuff about the comic books from the sixties and fifties and seventies and eighties and who this guy was and what timeline he was on and how they messed it up in this movie. And they screwed it up here and they they ruin the comics and they're not following the timeline of the comic books. And I mean, yeah, exactly. If you can read the first three seconds of it. You'll, I'll be impressed.
1: Oh, okay. Well, super duper. Uh, I, and I, I, need to cut that out. Well, I just said, uh, I thank, thank you again for, for that. And whenever we do this whole thing about Marvel, uh, we always end up in a point where I'm like, I'm like, John, you've, you just lost me, man. So, all right. So we'll, we'll move on to something else. Speaking of loss, John, two weeks ago, we talked about uh major league baseball and you, 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 you know, you were doing your thing with your phone and said, Oh, the Royals have like the best record in baseball at the time and, or, or the American league, they were in first place. Look at the Royals. You know how they've done since we had that conversation, John.
0: It looks like they've lost eleven in a row.
1: It looks like they've lost eleven in a row. Is that the KOD or what, John? <laughs>
0: I just put it on them, didn't I?
1: Yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah, you put them in the spotlight, and they folded like uh, cheap suits, as they say. Yeah. So, so there you go. The Royals, eleven losses in a row, after getting to a place that was surprising. And, and, and they're, six they're, and a half games
0: out of first place, six and a
1: half games. yeah. <laughs>
0: Kaboom!
1: Yes. <Yeah. laughs> that's what a bad two weeks will do for you, isn't it, John?
0: Yeah, it's not good.
1: Yeah. yeah. So uh, I do you know we came on before the uh, the White Sox actually had won today. Uh, I don't know if they ended up holding on. So uh, they, they are doing pretty well in first place with a completely decimated team. Uh, so, uh, every, every, every game uh, I watch or listen to, and I know my son who's a bigger White Sox fan than I am, I think, uh, you live and die when they say he stepped on the base wrong and he's uh walk, walking it off, and you're like, oh my god, somebody else can't be hurt, right? So, right, yeah, yeah,
0: so they, they, can, they did hold on despite having three airs. That's that's a good win when you can win a. Two run game when your team had three errors that's usually that's pretty rare
1: oh did, did they end up scoring again? It was three two when when you started telling me to get ready
0: it's yeah, the final was four two
1: okay, so that's good. Well, I was a little worried because you know we talked about our man LaRusa he decided in the top of the eighth he was going to get five outs out of the closer, so uh, that's always a fun thing so uh. But, uh, you know, they, they scored nine or more the last three games, I think it was. So they didn't really need the closer. So I guess he was rested enough, uh, up enough for Tony to blow his arm out today,
0: huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was great fun.
1: <laughs> well, the problem, I, I, I realize he, he can't win here, right? Tony, well, I guess he can if it works out perfectly. The guy comes in and gets five outs, fine. You know, no, no big deal. They win the game, which is what happened. But uh, you know, if he if he's not any good the rest of the season, having done that, Tony gets shit right. Or mm-hmm. he just comes in and can't get five outs, right? It, it, which is way is well beyond. Uh, you know, that's stretching him a bit. So yeah, and you've and, got a doubleheader tomorrow. Uh, is that right? Because I know they played like twenty-seven. 27- games in 27 days or something like that so they have a yeah. double header tomorrow
0: they got two against the royals at home
1: well you can't you can't okay anyway you know i've talked about tony's managing and i guess winning today he can't he can't use him in either game tomorrow i wouldn't think or maybe I uh i don't know for yeah, one but, out maybe well you when you when, maybe if you only pitched him an in inning but okay so there you go this is as to listeners this is why baseball is such a fascinating game at times because there's all this internal it's not just about winning the game it's about being ready for the next one and making choices about you know uh who you're using uh and and so forth uh
0: I don't know. Make, it make,
1: makes it more of a chess match than, than people think Think it is. So,
0: it, was, it was more interesting when Satchel Paige would pick, pitch uh, two complete games of a doubleheader in the same day, and it was 98 degrees outside. That was well, interesting.
1: Yeah, well, at, Satch had a rubber arm. But uh, they were talking on the uh, radio cast of some game yesterday. They were talking about your man Ernie Banks always wanting saying, hey, let's play two today. And he right. said, well, I went, I went back to Ernie's rookie year, which was ni- like 1953, and looked up uh, a couple double headers he played in. You know how long the games took in those double headers? And this is full nine-inning games. The longest one was mm-hmm. two hours and ten minutes, John. Uh,
0: the and, good and, days.
1: The good old days. Well, in other words, they, play, they played a double header playing time in four hours. Sometimes it takes four hours to play an American League regular game.
0: Yeah. It, so not sometimes. Is, that's, that why, that's
1: why Ernie wanted to play too, John. He wasn't getting enough baseball. They were playing too damn fast. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So somebody, the guy said, well, if he was playing three and a half hour games every day, I wonder if Ernie would have said, let's play too. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. I can't, I'm shocked that they kept the track of, of how long they were back then. Really,
1: I think I think they kept uh, yeah.
0: well. No, that actually, is, that, I'm not. That it's is, baseball,
1: literally before my time, but in my entire lifetime, and that's always been a stat in the in the in the scoreboard is is uh, time time of game. Yeah, so
0: yeah, I really shouldn't be surprised. They keep stats on freaking every single thing. What yeah, color, in, what color their shoelaces were that day?
1: It, yeah, in in baseball, baseball is you know this is why Bill James and his uh, Save a Metrics people uh, landed on it, and even Nate Silver uh, and people like that. Is It is a very data-driven game, it has lots of stats uh, that, that are meaningful. Uh, it doesn't work the same way in football or even, well, basketball doesn't even quite uh, measure up, I don't think, in terms of how stats, they keep so many stats and they, they're how relevant they are.
0: So you're to touch back on the White Sox, your closer threw he threw nineteen pitches. That's not bad. To get five outs today. Maybe more more concerning might be the fact that Ruiz, 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 wow. Ruiz. Thank you. Yeah. I was trying to say. Threw fifteen pitches to get one out. Well. Yeah.
1: Ruiz has been a surprise that we're going to have this conversation. Uh, the White Sox bullpens loaded with guys who can throw 98 uh, and they had high hopes that they're, they had six or seven guys who could give them an inning or two. And it's been, you know, like Ruiz today, uh, there've been days where at least one of them is thrown 98 and it's come back out at 110. Uh, so, uh, or 120. So uh, it's uh I'm I'm not terribly surprised uh, about either him or that somebody struggled out, out of there. This is the this is the great thing. Uh, you know, like the Yankees started this several years ago. You know, the starter can go four or five, and then we got all these guys, you know, go one inning, right? As as the famed uh mad dog Russo has pointed out many times, and he's quite the baseball aficionado you're counting like four guys to all be on their game in mm-hmm. that scenario every day. Right. Or however yeah. many days. Right. So that is, you know, it's a great theory. We know, all four of those guys aren't going to be right every day.
0: <laughs> right.
1: It's just, it's just, it's just not going. To, it's so it's like, you know, Oh, you know, such and such is right. and You know, back in the day, I know you remember this name, Andrew Miller, uh was a uh for the indians there that one year he was a gift because he could pitch three innings in relief multiple yeah. times within a couple of days and get a lot of guys out and you know when he was on you didn't have to go get another guy right and then
0: he yeah he was he was rare
1: yeah right and uh, uh he hasn't been the same since that season or shortly thereafter either but that's the Cardinals are paying him a lot of money to be that guy, so he's not anymore. <laughs> uh, anyway, no, no I, I'm not butthurt about that. Okay, no, 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 not the least. All right, so uh, John, uh, plans this weekend? Uh, none. None. Uh, huh. Yeah. I, 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 I heard. I heard uh, you're going to Gainesville.
0: Gainesville Gainesville you mean Waco oh Gainesville as in I get it you know there actually literally is a Gainesville it's only 30 minutes north of me on I-35 so
1: well I did not know that John thank you for the Texas geography lesson and you're the one who made the Gainesville joke the first time so I just repeated it John so John and I are meeting in Gainesville on Saturday
0: with,
1: with our significant others and uh, neither one of us know why we're doing this. So exactly. So uh,
0: there you go. But, we're gonna uh, hang out with Chip and Joanne. So Chip's so, gonna make us. He's gonna make us burgers and hot dogs on the grill.
1: Dude, dude, you, you've dissed. Uh, you've dissed the uh, former capital of the Republic of Texas. Do you want to? You want to do the same with uh, the home of the Baptist University, or you want
0: to? Oh no, Waco's. Waco's a good town. I like Waco.
1: Oh, okay. There, there you go, everybody. You now, you now know, you have some sense of John's perspective on things. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard, I've heard Waco called the second biggest armpit in, in, in Texas after Lubbock. Yeah. yeah
0: no that way was, that was Laco's, well I mean right now it sucks because of there's massive traffic construction going on road construction so it's kind of a bummer right now but oh. no, Waco, Waco's a cool little town okay well I
1: look forward to seeing it this weekend and John and uh, we will be in the studio together next week which uh, I'm not sure is, uh, is a good thing or not so yeah
0: yeah we'll uh, be, uh, we'll be we, we side by hope, side
1: we can hope the tech is better
0: yeah, let's yeah. hope so.
1: Let's hope so. All right, John. Uh, it's good to talk to you. I'll see you in a couple days. Yes, uh, sir. Stay out of jail in the meantime.
0: Okay. Sounds like a plan.
1: And I, I will try to stay, stay, keep from getting crisped by the bright uh, Galveston sun. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye, bro. All right.
0: Bye, bro.